everybody, I'm Connor, that's Doug, and welcome to the Dog Pod, a podcast that's truly gone to the dog. Who let the dogs out? In this episode, we'll take on the Herculean task of ranking dogs by cuteness. Who'll take the top spot? Will it be the bold confidence of the Shiba Inu? The goofy athleticism of the Portuguese water dogs? Maybe the glorious beard of the giant Schnauzer? After that, we'll pit Scooby-Doo against Marmaduke to settle once and for all. Which Great Dane is the greatest Great Dane? We'll finish up by taking an auditory journey through the world of dog music, paying close attention to the works of Snoop Doggy Dog, Three Dog Night, and of course, Elvis Presley's You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog. Connor, Connor, bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee a. Today's not the day for that podcast. This is The Bethel School District Presents, a podcast about the Bethel School District. And today, unfortunately, we're not talking about dogs, but we are going to talk about speech, language, pathology. And to kick us off, Connor, I am actually going to tell you something you don't actually know about me. Well, Doug, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. (laughs) Well, when I was a kid, I had trouble saying my S's, so I actually had a speech teacher in kindergarten and first grade. I wish I remembered her name, because I'm sure she's a weekly listener, (laughs) but I do remember her husband's name was Doug, just like mine, and he also had the same birthday as me. That is quite the coincidence. Yeah, when I got older, I actually wondered if it was true or if she was just making a connection with a kid who couldn't say his S's correctly. Either way, it worked. Look at you now. Yeah, now I won't shut up. Okay, so what kind of stuff did you have to do in that class? Well, I was actually chatting with my mom about it, and she remembers practicing sentences with me for homework. Uh, Things like, Sammy the snake slithers down the street. Okay, give this one a try. Park the car in the Harvard yard. That doesn't have any S's in it at all. What's that? Well, when I was younger, I actually had a hard time pronouncing my R's. My teachers initially thought my name was Kano. So I had a speech teacher, too. Wow. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Well, like everything else, the job of speech language pathologist has evolved over the years. I recently spent some time with Trisha Garber, a speech language pathologist here in Bethel. She said her job involves quite a lot, including students with a variety of different issues that they're working on. Those needs could be anything from articulation, so they do not say their S's correctly or their R's all the way up to language difficulties, understanding language, which is receptive language, and expressive language, which is orally being able to express themselves. In our job, it encompasses stuttering, AAC devices, that's a little bit different, that's students that use non-oral speaking, and so we provide a device for these students to be able to communicate their needs. We also have students that have some social pragmatic difficulties, and we can help support them throughout their academics and in their educational setting. That's really cool. I heard she mentioned AAC devices. Any idea what those are? Yeah, great question. I actually got to watch her working with a student at Spanaway Lake High School using one of these devices. Basically picture an iPad with a screen full of different icons with little symbols and words. For example, the letters OK with a thumbs up. You tap that button and the device says the word that you tap. So actually here's some audio of her student asking Trisha how she's doing using the device. How's it going? It's going well. Oh, so it allows students who are having trouble speaking express themselves. Yes, and carry on conversations. My hearing aids put in. Yep, you had them put in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put them in. I help you put them in. And as you heard, the student can also hear the word or phrase being said and practice it themselves. I don't know. So as you can imagine, this technology is really helping kids. We actually have one student that we've used an AAC device with 
the GUN, the Augmentative Communication Device. We started with just single words and having him just say more or yes, and now he's navigating through his device that has multiple sentences, and so he's navigating things such as, I would like a Pop-Tart. His respite care provider, when he told me that, we both just absolutely had grins from ear to ear and the enjoyment that he was able to communicate his needs to his respite provider. That is amazing. And for the record, I would also like a Pop-Tart. Same here. Now, speech language pathologists are in high demand, and I'm not being biased here, but Bethel is an amazing place to work, and Trisha agreed. I relocated to this area about 14 years ago, and my own personal kids were enrolled in Bethel School District, and I thought to myself, I'd worked in healthcare and other situations, and I thought, why not try an educational setting? And so as they became students in the Bethel School District, I got to know their teachers, and they had pointed me in the direction of their school needing a speech-language pathologist. It was a warm environment. I had supports. I was able to collaborate with teachers. I've just enjoyed it from that point 14 years ago until now and I just want to give back to this community. And speaking of community, Team Bethel has a lot of great connections in our local community as well as farther afield. Even into outer space! Connor, I feel like you're referencing a very specific story that you want to tell us about here. Why don't you take it away? Joining us today in studio is Spanaway Middle School ELA teacher extraordinaire Sharon Coward. And Sharon, we're talking to you today because you had a really cool thing happen at the school recently. You had a guest speaker, an otherworldly guest speaker almost. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, in January, we had Jessica Bello from Blue Origin come and visit our school. So for those who maybe haven't heard of Blue Origin, can you give us a little breakdown of what the company does and what it is? Yeah, Blue Origin is a private aerospace company. They're based in Kent, and their mission is for the benefit of Earth. So they want to explore space really for the benefit of people from a private perspective. I was actually there when Jessica gave a presentation to the students. How did that come to be? She came because I had met her in August at a family day because my brother works for Blue Origin. And as we were talking, I had mentioned to her that I work in a school and she had worked at NASA. So because she had this very cool background and she also got her education in Venezuela. So she had a lot of broad worldly experiences that would appeal to our students. I had suggested, would you be interested in coming and speaking at our school and she jumped right on board and she was very interested in coming and speaking and so in January we were able to bring her out and she focused her message on helping students reach the unreachable and think the unthinkable which is our school theme this year because we are working collectively as a school staff to help our students achieve what might seem impossible but what we truly believe they are capable of reaching. So she spoke to that using her life experiences and students really connected with her message. They loved that she came from another country and could speak Spanish and several other languages and that she represented as a woman in a STEM career. She represented something that many of them aspire to be and they also connected with her message of being able to go to space. So that definitely was a, a current topic that they were interested in as well. You could almost see the kids getting inspired as they heard this story. After she left, what was the mood around? Did you, did you feel that these students were really excited about kind of pursuing this avenue? Yeah, it wasn't just from the students. The students were excited by her message and her presence, and I think the fact that she came from a 
place where achieving a level of high education was a mountain that she had to overcome. They even asked her in the Q&A what was some of the things you had to sacrifice. She spoke about making sacrifices to achieve her dream. And she got very honest with them about the time she had to sacrifice with family and things like that. And yet she managed to achieve her dream. So that was inspiring to them. But also it was very cool to see staff were excited. She just left us with such a positive message of setting a goal and working towards it. And that was something we all really needed to hear in January, traditionally a very challenging time of the school year when we're coming back from winter break and needing to reach for something and have a vision for something. And we're working really hard with students in advisory and in our core classes to set goals and achieve them, especially as we look at uh, spring assessments coming up. So that all tied very well with helping students set and achieve goals. And that actually is not the only interaction with Blue Origin that our students are getting this year. They're not getting to go to space themselves exactly, but they're getting kind of the next best thing. Can you tell us what other project you have going with them? Yes. So we also connected with Blue Origins Club for the Future, which is an opportunity they provide to school students where they can fill out a postcard and put their address on it. And that postcard goes to space in one of Blue Origins launches. And then once it comes back down, they mail it to the students. So I was able to secure enough postcards for every student and cool little Club for the Future stickers and we had our students fill out their hopes and dreams on the postcards to their science classes and those are going to go to space hopefully soon and get sent back to students when it returns. So they'll have a postcard from space. Why do you think it's important for schools like ours to offer students these opportunities to kind of dream big? I think it's important that we're offering students these opportunities because in middle school it is too easy to think short term. Middle school students are very consumed by issues in the moment. They have a very hard time setting goals for themselves and seeing a vision beyond what's happening today. And especially as middle school is such a transitional period as we're preparing them for high school and beyond, it's important to give them a vision so they have a hope to work towards. And our school's been working extremely hard under our amazing administrative leadership to help our students reach their hopes and dreams. That's actually been our theme for the past few years, and uh, we've been working really hard to break the traditional narrative of underperformance. Our students have traditionally underperformed on spring assessments, and we began breaking that last year. They did very well, and we hope to continue that this year by working with them, not just to set goals and achieve them, but also to dream beyond what seems possible in the moment. And opportunities like bringing Jessica from Blue Origin in gave them a chance to see here someone who traditionally has a story that should not end the way it has. She has a story that she could have stayed in her home country and worked there, but she chose instead to dream big and go to NASA. She was one of very few people who had an opportunity to work on a shuttle in I believe she said it was Houston or Florida or both. I think it was both. But she had an opportunity to work on a shuttle there, and she even told us she was one of very few people who got a chance to do that. And then she decided to come and work for Blue Origin because she wanted to carry that mission of space exploration to a different company. So giving students an opportunity to see all that and interact with that because they had a chance to ask her questions made dreams and hopes much more tangible to them. And I think that's important, not just a one-day thing, but to keep that message going throughout the year. Well, that's really awesome, Sharon. What a cool thing you guys have going here. And maybe we have the next Bezos roaming the halls right now. But thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Thank you so much, Connor. 
And that's gonna do it for our show today. You know, Connor, actually the last time I visited Florida, I toured the Kennedy Space Center. Blue Origin and SpaceX were actually launching rockets from launch pads that previously had put the space shuttles in orbit. That's pretty cool. But the big question is, did you bring me back any astronaut ice cream? Actually, I got you not one, but two packages and I ate them both on the flight home. It's a pretty long flight from Florida to here. Between this and the Pop-Tarts, not a good day for Connor. <laughs> See you next week.